Welcome to Secret Sauce for Success, show number 21. Hi, everybody. You have tuned in to the Secret Sauce for Success show, where we strive to find the secret ingredients that lead to success. We interview successful guests every week and learn their secret to their success. We sincerely hope you implement these habits into your life and become the best you that you can be. Enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? It's Rick Stahl, host of the Secret Sauce for Success show. Live from snowy Colorado again, here with my co-host, Doug Kirstein. What's going on, Doug? Oh, Rick, it's like you say, it's snowy. I'm trying to keep myself warm. I think I had my heater on too high and blew a circuit. So now I'm sitting here in the partial darkness. So that's fun. But otherwise, things are good. My son got his driver's license today. Congratulations to him. And now he's out driving around in the snow, which makes me nervous, as I can tell you. But He's a smart and safe kid, cautious kid, so I'm sure he'll be fine. Hopefully he had enough practice and, yeah, navigate the snowy, icy roads. Yeah, I'm sure he he will be just fine. He's Like I say, he's a very conscientious kid. He's not a risk taker kind of person. So, uh, And he's been super excited to start driving. So he's not going to take any chances that will prevent him from being able to go out driving on his own again. Right. Well, I had an interesting week. I had a closing on a property with one of my coworkers and going to go help move tomorrow. Nice. Well, good for you, man. I'm glad to hear it. Always nice when business is good. Yeah, my and day job you... is definitely busy and good. Yeah, that's good. Well, there's. it's nice when business is good, but it's also nice when you have good business, which is a, a cheesy segue into the two fellows that we had the pleasure of speaking to this week. Toby Hansen and James Brown. Yeah, right. They were uh, a couple of really interesting guys. One of the things that uh, has always excited me about business is being creative with things, you know, being creative and trying to figure out a way to make the system work a little bit better, to make things work a little bit better for clients and really draw people in with that. And these guys are just like me in that. Uh, They have some really interesting ideas about uh, how to bring investors and uh, buyers together and how to list houses and sell houses. Yeah, fascinating couple of fellas. Yeah, they sure uh, are not confined to the box. They're out pushing the boundaries. Yeah, right. I mean, these guys are thinking outside of the octagon or, you know, whatever. They don't even think like the rest of us do. They don't even have a box. It's just totally (laughs) different. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun listening to them, a lot of fun hearing the different ideas and the different approaches that they uh, put to use when coming up with ideas for businesses. Yeah, I liked it that they one solution is for the investors and the other solution is for the future home buyer that's struggling to come up with the down payment. So right. I, yeah, again, I, I thought they really do a great job of uh, you know solving problems. Well, and, and like you say, one's focused on the investor, the other's focused on the buyer, but it's the yin and the yang, right? I mean, the two of them go together. So the, the solution that's offered to the investor is solution to the buyer is the need of the investor. So it kind of fits well together in that regard. I think that was so impressive about it when I heard it. It was uh, maybe not something I hadn't heard of before, but not really done like this. It's just that their ideas are different and not totally different, but different enough that makes them unique. I mean, it it really was fascinating. All right. Well, let's get to the interview with Toby and James. Hey, welcome to Secret Sauce for Success. Today, we have a couple special guests with us from Real Home Solutions, Toby Hansen and James Brown. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Glad you could be here with us tonight. It's always exciting to to, uh, meet some new people and learn about your uh, journey to success. Hopefully, we can all join you. 
So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about how you guys got started. How did you uh, come into the real estate game and then how did you meet one another? Toby, you want to take it? Sure. Yeah, that's an interesting story right there. I actually had a marketing company for real estate agents and I was going around to real estate investing meetups, wanting to kind of break into that niche and looking for clients. And that's where I met James. And after we we had a couple of talk there for quite a while, then we set up a, a follow-up meeting and from that meeting, we just decided to uh, partner up together and start generating leads. And now we formed Real Home Solutions and we're doing all kinds of things. And you were coming at it from a marketing point of view? Yeah, I was doing digital marketing, you know, Facebook ads, uh, a little bit of Google, uh, social media stuff. Okay. And then James, did you already have Real Home Solutions going when Toby approached you? No, I was a graphic designer. So I was kind of involved in marketing. I was just getting close to turning 50 and decided I needed to take some action on investing, you know, so I had some kind of a future because I wasn't getting where I needed to be with my business itself. And so I started going to networking events and reading and joining mastermind groups and met Toby and kind of had the same goals and matching skill sets. And what were you trying to get out of the real estate meetups and reading? And what You were trying to take some action, but action towards where? Investing and you know building wealth through real estate. Yes, through real estate exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I started looking at all the different uh, ways to invest. James was in a uh, multifamily mastermind when I had met him. I was looking at more single family stuff, single family homes, and there's um, you know Airbnb, which we're getting into now. There's you name it. There's just so many different ways. There's flipping. There's wholesaling. Right. What's the next shiny object, right? You got to pick one, right? Uh, it's such a nice rabbit hole. We actually came up with our own method of investing. We decided well, we need something that we can make money in chunks. We need some We need some cash flow and it needs to be hands-off. You know, We're not trying to swing a hammer and really not trying to run crews either right now. We wanted it to be as passive as possible. And what we ended up doing is kind of combining fix and flip, but without the fixing and then buy and hold into one strategy and what we managed to do is keep all the benefits of those two, you know, mainstream methods, but somehow we got rid of all the downfalls, all the negatives, like the nightmare tenants, the risk that you have when you buy a property and, and you get into it and you go, Oh, I didn't, this is going to cost, you know, $20,000 more than we thought because we found something behind the wall, you know, some, something electrical plumbing, that foundation, things you don't always see when you first make your offer. Right. And, uh, I don't know if you can see behind me. That's our other brand, hybrid real estate investing. Right. Okay. And that's where we kind of put the two together. And what we do is actually we find the buyer first, somebody who we work with people who who don't currently qualify for a mortgage, but they have good income, good jobs. Typically, they're self-employed and just don't have two years of 1099, or maybe they take too many deductions. And we'll partner them up with an investor that buys the house for them that they've picked out. And that investor gets you know somebody with an owner's mindset. They're taking care of the house. They put significant skin in the game. Typically they're putting five to 10% down as an option fee. Yeah. So like a renter, you know, they have a small deposit, maybe one month's rent or something and a lease and they, they don't really necessarily care about the property. But in this scenario, you know, we're doing lease options or rent to own and their intention is to buy. And so they're putting down a much more significant option fee, like a deposit in a way that's skin in the game for them. And there's a lot of protection insurance, basically, for the investor. So that's kind of how we view the two different 
tenants. Okay. And is the hybrid and the real home solutions operate in the same fashion or is that two different models? Yeah, it's two different sides of the business. Real home solutions is more of the tenant buyer facing side of it. And the hybrid is the investing side. So, And when you say the investing side, are you talking, you bring the money that let's say I came to you and I was like, hey, I can't get that 20% down or whatever needed for a place. And I could only get to 10%. Do you come in on with the hybrid investing side and lend us the extra 10% or help buy the house with that money? Or where does that come in? Sort of. We can do it that way where the, say we found the tenant buyer, they're self-employed, but they have 10% down, but their credit's not quite there, but they need, you know, they need a year or two to get their, fix their credit up or drop their debt to income ratio. We match them up. So we're kind of like match.com for investors is another good way to look at it. So we'll partner them with an investor that wants to get into real estate investing hands off. And so they can put that 10% down towards buying the house and then bring their own 10%. So they're getting in with a lot less money because typically an investor needs 20 to 25% down to get an investor, you know, non-owner occupied loan for an investment property. So this way we can actually pool the money with that tenant buyer, that person that doesn't qualify now, but they're close enough or, you know, or somebody's willing to buy them a house. Buy the house and put it, it's in your name or in Real Home Solutions name or however LLC. It's actually in the investor's name. We're just kind of the middleman. We find a buyer that can't buy and then we find an investor that wants to invest and and you must come up with then some kind of a, a buyout price that makes it attractive for the investor then, right? There's additional backside profit for the investor when they buy that out. That makes sense. Yeah. That's interesting. You guys get yeah. a lot of bites for that kind of thing as far as the investors are concerned? Oh, yeah. You get somebody in there that's taking care of the house. You know, They have an owner's mindset. They're fully intending on buying it. They put tens of thousands of dollars down, which gets credited back when they buy it. But it's non-refundable if they don't. So they're fully intending on buying this house. And uh, the investor gets somebody taking care of the property. They're making cash flow. And then they, they make, like you said, they make a little bit of a profit at the end. But what we're seeing is with the, you know, the crazy inflation we're, we're having that the, the tenant buyers walk it into the house with equity as well. Yeah, right. That's got to be great for everybody involved. That non-refundable deposit, does that go to the investor then? then since they put up their money, if they're stuck with the house or also stuck, or they also get that benefit. Yep. That's kind of their insurance. Sure. But it does, get, like I said, it gets credit 100% towards the purchase of the house when the tenant buyer sure. buys it back. Well, that's a nice model. Yeah. I mean, it protects everybody. And like you say, with the inflation right now, that really like a strong position for the investor to be in. And how many years do you hold the house for the tenant to get their act together and get their credit score to be able to buy the house? You can't do it indefinitely. Nope. We give them as long as they need. So what we'll do is we'll we underwrite them with the help of our, our lenders, our mortgage loan officers. They will uh, underwrite them, look at their situation, their financial situation, and tell us, you know, what's stopping them from buying now? What do they need to do to fix it? How long are they going to need? And, you know, what price range should they be shopping in? And we keep them in that, in those parameters. And so if they need 18 months, roughly, we'll give them two years with, with an optional extension, one year extension. We don't want to put anybody's back up against the wall. We want them to succeed. Right. Yeah, because if they succeed in buying it, you know, you just have another happy customer to yeah. as a referral, right? 
you guys do this kind of thing with investors on both sides of that? Say someone who wants to get into to rental properties, would you come in with an investor, fund the rental property, allow the second investor or the buyer to do all the hard work of getting tenants into the house, get the place ready to rent, and then down the road, be able to use the money that they're earning from the rents in the property to income for purposes of getting a loan for the property, right? Would you do something like that as well? Did that make sense? Yeah, that's a great question. In fact, one of our, our partners just did a 17-unit complex out of state. So one of our hybrid investors bought it, and then this other investor is going to take over once he can get his loan. So yeah, we just got off a call talking a lot about that just today. A lot of different scenarios where we could do that. Good question. So I yeah. noticed you have an EXP hat. Are you a realtor? Yeah, I'm a licensed agent. So. Okay, so you help in the process of actually buying the house as another revenue part of the company here. Yeah, exactly. You can work with any lender, any other agent. We all kind of work together. So another agent at any other company has a, a tenant buyer. That agent can take them out, open doors and find them the house. And then I'll work with the investor to make the offer on the house. So okay. yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's how that works. And how many customers have you had so far? How long have you guys been in business? Two years. Two years. So yeah, we've done about half of our deals out of state. The other half here in Colorado. Easy to do them in Colorado, but we can do them anywhere in the country, which is pretty handy. And how many customers have you had so far? And what are we at, Toby? 10 or 12. 10 or 12. Yeah. Okay, very good. You know, since I'm licensed to, you know, do regular real estate deals too, buying and selling as well. So it's about half of our business right now, but about to take off. So kind of built the foundation, getting that lead flow for, for tenant buyers. Right. And pool of investors waiting for deals as well. So both sides are growing. And then where are you guys advertising besides coming on podcasts and getting the word out here? Where else are you advertising? Well, we don't typically advertise. I mean, we've got some Facebook ads for tenant buyers, but most of it's just relationships with lenders and agents, divorce attorneys, credit repair specialists, just people that you know run across folks that need help. It's really fascinating to me how you guys are bringing people together with all of these ideas. We're talking about just real estate in general. Have you ever done anything or thought about doing anything with businesses? I mean, selling a liquor store or helping somebody fund a dry cleaner or something like that. Is it? Have you thought about expanding into that market as well? Yeah, we haven't done that, but the model would work for that too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you could do anything from real estate to classic cars to whatever, right? I mean, whatever you want. Pretty fascinating idea. I really like that. Yes, it's cool because like we can also mix and match this with Airbnb, Airbnb arbitrage. We're getting into that and kind of putting those pieces together, helping other investors get into that as well. Right. And what kind of returns do does a potential investor make? That's probably the best part. They're getting easily double digit returns, ROI, high ca- well, depending on where it is, the cash on cash can be anywhere from you know ten to twelve percent, but the back end profit is anywhere from 30 to 40 percent ROI. Wow. And do you only work with like accredited investors or is there any uh, limitation on your investors list? Really the only limitation is just the ability to be able to get a mortgage. You know, they don't have to be able to buy cash as long as they can get a mortgage, they can buy the house. And then you guys manage the whole thing, right? That's what you're doing is you're like the match.com thing here, right? You're matching the money and the investor with the tenant. And do you guys do the property management as well? 
It's really not necessary. With I guess I didn't really address this, but the we, we actually treat the the tenant who's who's wanting to buy the house as a homeowner. They are responsible for the maintenance and the repairs. So there's no need for property management. There you go. Okay. All, we can actually cash flow in Colorado, which is not everybody can say that. <laughs> right. right. You don't have to plan for vacancies. You don't have to have money set aside for repairs. You know, anything major, your insurance is going to cover. And then we have the tenant buyer get a home warranty for like the appliances, furnace, AC, thing, you know, a little bit larger things like that so that they're not, so they're just set up for success. If something did happen, they're not going to get wiped out for something big going out or something. And how do you project how much, you know, like if you buy a house, right, and they move in and they, you have a certain buyout target for this year and then a target for next year and the target for the third year, let's say. And with the way inflation or, you know, things are running here, right, the housing prices are going up pretty fast. So are you projecting out three years and giving them the, the rate out three years or is it, are you doing it by year? And how are you projecting out how much they can buy it for? Yeah. So first of all, we, we want them to go a full year so the investor doesn't get it with short-term capital gains. Okay. So in year two, we in year three, usually they don't go any further than that. So we're not projecting way out. And what we're using is historical appreciation. You know, over the ta- past 10 years, Denver's appreciated at about 10% on average. When we'll go conservative, we'll cut that either, you know, basically in half. We've been using 6% here recently. Okay. So yeah, so the buyer does gain equity then. Yep. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, it's really a nice everybody wins kind of situation. And even yeah. if the market turns south and the guy wants to get out, the investor's not hung out to dry. So it's a it's an interesting model. So where do you see yourselves kind of going from here? You've got obviously you know, we talked about kind of taking off and that. What do you think the next step is and then kind of the next area you'd like to tackle? With the investors we work with, what you know, the big draw is, you know, besides the good returns, is it's it's a hands-off, it's very passive for them. You know, the hardest part is uh, qualifying for the loan and getting their docs in and after, you know, we help them walk through all that, from there, it's pretty much hands-off. Let's take a break and hear a word from our sponsor. Here at Stahl Realty, you are number one. I'm a realtor with HomeSmart, and my job is to make sure you are satisfied. Here is what one satisfied client of Stahl Realty had to say. Rick Stahl was an awesome asset in helping our family find a home that checks all our boxes. He is patient and committed. I would recommend calling upon his services. One of my favorite mottos is making milestones memorable. Buying or selling a house can be overwhelming, but with my guidance and expertise, I can make this process as smooth as possible. I can be reached via email at stylerealty at gmail.com or text call me at 720-429-3303. I look forward to hearing from you. And now, back to our show. So the next step is either helping them get into short-term rentals where they can really cash flow, and then we'll manage that for them. Find and purchase a short-term rental and then setting that up for them and then managing the uh, guests in that case. So almost, so you're thinking about going into property management as a part of it and almost taking over like an, an Airbnb, but not being Airbnb, it's just you guys instead. It would be, you know, real home solution. Yeah. So we'd be listed on Airbnb, VRBO and, and other places, direct, direct booking and things like that. Also corporate We'd just be responsible for getting the uh, guests in there. So it's hands-off for the investor. They just get a, a hands-off, cash-flowing, appreciating asset. And Airbnb usually charges like 30%. Are you guys, if you are, are you doing that right now? So what do you charge for the Airbnb fee for setting it up or for running it? 
So for running it at 20% is standard for managing. Airbnb, I think, only takes about 3%, but they do charge the guests like 13 to 15%. So the guests are kind of paying, they're paying the bulk of that. And that's why direct booking is good. So you set up a website and you put the properties on there and they can book directly with you. And then you're, they don't pay those high uh, fees from Airbnb. And how much does this consume both of you? James is off doing a little real estate on the side. Toby, or what, what do you got going on? Or does this take all your time? Yeah, that takes all our time. Um, we kind of do the back end stuff and the and the marketing, and James is out front doing the the real estate. Sorry, James, we were talking, but it didn't come through. What was that? I was just saying it's all consuming. We've always got new ideas, and like you know, we're talking about shiny objects, kind of rein ourselves in, but like not shut ourselves down to some amazing opportunities, like keeping the wheels turning. So yeah, finding that balance is the challenge, but man, we're having fun at it. Yeah. So where do you come up with new ideas? Do you guys read a lot? Do you just brainstorm, go to real estate events or what? Where do the next ideas come from? Yeah, all the above. I like Audible because I can do, be doing other stuff. Yeah, Toby watch YouTube videos and gets ideas from, you know, we've got a little mastermind groups and we've got some other people that do what we're doing. We're always exchanging notes and figuring out the next thing, how to tweak things, you know. Kind of usually get into some of the things you like to listen to and books you like to read. But since you mentioned it, what kinds of podcasts are you guys listening to? Do you have YouTubers or podcasters or authors that you particularly like? Yeah. Well, books, I grabbed a couple. So this one's a good one from Bigger Pockets. That's a good source for a lot of info, long distance real estate investing. There's a lot of nuggets in there. Whether you're investing long distance or local, some good stuff in there. And then the E-Myth. I've read that. There's actually a real estate investor version of that just picked up. I haven't read it. Today. And what is the e-myth about? I've heard about it, but I haven't read it. It's about, and I use as an example of a gal that's uh, running like a cake shop and she just gets overwhelmed and she's not doing well with running the business. So she works with this guy and figures out how to run the actual business by using other people's knowledge and time and setting up systems, that kind of thing. All about systems and uh, running your business as if you had a hundred of them instead of just one, you know, setting up systems and processes for everything. You know, McDonald's is a good example of that. Yeah. He uses that. Dolls is an example. Right. I listen to Bigger Pockets as well. I'm a big fan of them. And uh, they always keep talking about scaling and doing the, you know, try to find your who, not what. So you're trying to find someone to do the job, right? So for the podcast last week, I was editing the podcast from last week. You know, I was looking forward to like six more hours of editing. And I'm like, oh, this is going to take forever, you know. And somebody, previous guest mentioned Fiverr as a resource. So I went on, created a thing, and I said, hey, somebody help me edit a podcast. Somebody edited my podcast and got it back. And I was like, holy cow, that just saved me six hours of editing. So I'm trying to do better at scaling. You know, you can't spend money foolishly, but I think there's a lot of opportunity we can all learn from hiring some work out and being more scalable. And Toby, what? how about you? Do you have any uh, books you like to read? Mm-hmm. I just say I, I listen mostly on Audible. I do read. I've got some books here. For business books, I like Stephen Covey. Everybody knows The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Really good book. What is the eighth one? I'm curious. You'll have to read it. I, I like Bigger Pockets. You know, I always have either uh, an audio book on the background um, or a podcast or, or, you know, good old YouTube University. Are you guys active on Bigger Pockets forums? Not as much as we should be. That's, yeah. that's a discussion we had, and we're going to be doing some more posting in there. 
yeah, we've got a pro account. I jump in, you know, on anything, have any police options. They police me a lot. (laughs) No self-promotion. I'm like, I'm just trying to help, but. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the whole goal of you're helping, but hopefully they're going to be helping you. Right. I love those guys though. It's cool because they're here in Denver and get to meet them in person, the people that are behind it. So I heard there's a bigger pockets meeting coming up here soon in Denver. Yep. We'll be there. I think it's, you have to buy tickets. I don't know if they're full. Did you find out Toby? Yeah, they're sold out. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how many people. Uh, 200 something, I I believe. I had no idea those guys were here in Denver. So, you know, we are the secret sauce for success. What do you guys think? I mean, as far as what you've been doing, what's leading to your success? What are those factors you think that really are driving that for you personally? I would have to say one of the best things I did was uh, got a partner. And I, I say that because not only that, you know, we bounce ideas off each other, share the you know, it's, it's hard to do everything on your own. Even, you know, now we need to start hiring people because we can't even do keep up with everything we're into, but it's somebody to hold you accountable. And, you know, I've always heard, I don't know who said it, but they said, you'll do more for others than you will for yourself. And I kind of found that Mm -hmm. to be true when it was just me. You know, I, sometimes I'd get lazy. Like, I don't feel like working today, but I I don't do that. I can't do that now. I could, I guess, but I I think of, well, I've got, I'm, I'm accountable to James as well. So it drives me and keeps me motivated. So, so there's that. Yeah, it's one plus one equals more than two when we're working together towards the same goal. Pretty powerful. Yeah, I like the brainstorming. I mean, that has to be a factor here for your success as a team. Yeah, we do that a lot. Yeah, I was trying to think any other, uh, before you guys were partners, any other habits or anything you've had through your lives? I mean, you both look very successful type people and any other interesting things in your life i mean are you guys just hard driven do you always read say just ambition and uh time blocking i'll throw that one out there but i need some kind of structure structure is kind of you know when you have it right structure is actually freedom interesting how about you james can you point back to anything else in pre-toby days yeah you know i was competitive in snowboarding for years started my own business so i was a business owner and had to be self-motivated for 25 years of that. I was in kiteboarding, competitive in that, started a couple magazines. Oh, wow. Businesses, you know, based on that. Yeah, I've always kind of, I guess, been driven and an independent thinker. That all kind of ties together. And those other businesses, what I learned in those has all fed into what we're doing now. So might not be directly related, like industry-wise, but that all, all works. Yeah. Very good. Man, time management's important no matter what you're doing, what kind of business it is. doesn't matter. Yeah. So being able to handle that is, is a big deal. Do you ever have any struggles with like putting together a proper time management tool? Is there something that helped you to kind of get all that in order? I love Trello and Evernote are two tools I use. And, and of course, Google Calendar. I color code my calendar and that's how I time block and you know schedule everything. If it's not on there, it doesn't get done. And then I use Checklist and Evernote and then Trello is more project management. Cello, like the instrument? Trello, T-R-E-L-L. Yeah, look into that. That's It's awesome. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos lately on time management and productivity and that kind of thing. And I have a a list of about 12 or 14 apps that I'm going to look into. Neither of which, neither of these two are one of those. So I appreciate that. Now there's like 14 of them. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. Yeah, I'll throw on top of that, not time management, but um, very important is coaching and mentorship. Find people that are already where you want to be. 
man, because trial and error is the most expensive. Yeah. Learn from their mistakes and just do what they tell you. <laughs> For forever, we wouldn't even listen to our coach and we have one. <laughs> the guest we had on last week, he was really good about analyzing the situation. I don't know, just see looking at the playing field and then determining before he even jumps in where he wants to go. And I thought he was really great at analyzing first. But again, same thing, just work with a mentor and kind of help you navigate the playing field and say, oh, yeah, your strengths are right over here. And this is how you get there. Yeah. Have a plan, sharpen the saw, all good stuff. So do you guys have a mentor or is it both you two mentoring each other? Oh, yeah, we've had multiple ones, coaches, paid people who pay attention, as they say. And that's that's very true. Yeah, we couldn't do this alone. I mean, we oh. could, but we make a lot more mistakes and need more time and spin our wheels. So, yeah, it's that's crucial. So, can you give me an example of how this mentor helped you in some situation? Yeah, like our business specifically, you know, one of those exact example, just kind of the game plan of like how to best find good tenant buyers, even with scripts, you know, how to approach people. There's a playbook, you know, and we're helping build that together with that coach for other people that want to learn what we're doing. So it's kind of, we were rock star students, you know, we're helping coach and build all those assets and, and tools for other people. Yep. Now we're teaching. Yeah. Just a real quick one is instead of marketing to find the tenant buyers, you market to find the people who have access to the tenant buyers. And that, you know, again, that's the lenders, the people with credit repair, other real estate agents. So you go to the deal sources instead of just looking for deals individually. So when you guys are talking about mentoring, when you say you're mentoring people, are you mentoring people to do the same thing you're doing? Or are you mentoring people to say, go out and, and learn how to flip houses or learn how to be landlords and, and build up a portfolio of investment? A little both. We're teaching people to do with what we're doing with the rent to own program, but we're also in, uh, not sure if you're familiar with Pace Morby. He's just uh, subject to investing, taking over properties subject to the existing mortgage. And we're, we're actually the Colorado leaders for his mentorship program. And we do a uh, weekly accountability call uh, with the other members. And there, there's probably 30 or so here in Colorado. We do meetups in person once a month. What exactly is subject to? So, yeah, subject to is taking over a property uh, and you can do it no money down. You're just taking over the existing mortgage. It's sort of like assuming a loan, but you don't actually assume the loan. You just take over the payments. So where's the ownership of the property stay with the other owner? How's that work? Yeah, ownership transfers and then you're taking over the payments and you're it's usually some you're helping somebody out of a situation they can't afford the payments or they, or they just want to sell. And uh, a lot of times people want to sell for more than their house is worth. Well, if you want your price... I'll give you your price, but you know I want my terms. My terms is taking over the existing mortgage, and if they have any equity, that's that you may have to put money down if they have equity, or or you make or you pay them their equity and payments. Other times they can do a refinance, and then you take over that pay, that loan. Doesn't that get sticky with the mortgage lenders? Which it can. There's what's called a uh, due on sale. So when the title transfers, they have the option to call that loan due. They don't have to do it. It's not like a set in stone thing, uh, but they can. So. There's a ways around that. There's actually insurance now for that. It's a great way to build a portfolio with very little money down. And, and the big thing is not using your credit because, you know, as investors, you can only get about, you know, up to about 10 loans in your own name right. before you start doing portfolio loans. And, but then you're putting down a lot more money this way. You know, you right. put down 20 grand and take over somebody's loan and they're happy and they get their price. That's, you know, you might pay a little more in the long run, but you're getting, you're building that portfolio a lot faster. And you guys are teaching on this? Yeah, a little bit. We do a little, little bit of coaching on that. 
heard the term, but I've never really tried to understand it at all. Very good. It gets complicated. We don't know at all. We're still learning too, but we're, we found the mentor that really explains it well and he teaches it well and he's a giver. Now there's other companies. I looked into one at one point, like a year ago, because I'm a real estate agent. And I was trying to figure out if there was a way to help somebody rent to own kind of thing. And I can't remember the name of the company that I looked into, but I thought their prices were a little higher. You know, the person wouldn't come into it with as much equity if they bought it later on. So I thought you guys are sounding more competitive here. So how are you guys doing compared to your competitors, right? Who are your main competitors? I would say there's a company called Home Partners of America. That's the one. Rock or Blackstone, one of them just acquired them. So they're a huge, huge corporation and they've got a lot of investor money behind them. And they're, you know, they buy the house, whereas we're not buying the house. We're just matching you with an investor. So we can be a lot more flexible. They kind of have their buy box and, you know, it's harder to uh, find a house that they'll buy. I've heard a lot about BlackRock in the media over the last, I don't know, three months, four months, something like that, going out and buying a lot of residential homes around the United States. So I'm not surprised to hear that now they're getting into this side of the business as well. Do you feel like you're pretty competitive with them? Do you feel like you're better, more agile or what? Yeah, we're a lot more flexible for what for the properties. We'll pretty much let the, the tenant buyer pick out any property on the MLS off of Zillow. You know, within reason, we don't, you know, we try not to get too rural or, but, you know, we'll buy condos, townhomes, or we'll let them pick out, you know, even mountain properties. And really the investor who's buying it has the final say of, you know, if they're going to, they're the ones actually buying it, even though they're, but, but we give them a lot of freedom to pick the house that they want. Whereas Home Partners has a lot of restrictions for not only for the buyer, you know, we're, you know, the biggest thing we look for in the buyers, they, you know, they have the ability to buy it here in the future. And, and do they have the money down? The investors are looking for that. They're not going to take 3% down and go buy you a house that you may or may not buy. But when you're putting 5 or 10% down, they know that you're serious. Yeah, we can be more flexible. Like credit scores, like Home Partners is 580 or more. We could go lower as long as we see that, you know, they've got a chance to, and the tools to fix that credit. Ideally, it's something like life happened. They had medical bills come up or went through a divorce and then they can fix it. It just, they're in a position now that they can't get a loan. So credit scores, um, job history, like we can be more flexible than those other programs. And like, you know, we do want them to buy where some of these other companies may not necessarily want them to buy. They might want to just have their cash flow and be happy, but mm-hmm. we want everybody to win. So yeah, I, I think they make their money on the rent. So they, they're not encouraging you to, to make that purchase. They, and they also don't require as much down. So I guess there's that benefit for them. But then they're, you're really just renting a house. You're not, and you have the option to buy it, but you may or may not. You're just paying a higher rent for that privilege. So where, you know, if some investor out there wants to contact you guys, how would they find you? Now they can go to hybridrealestateinvesting.com. And we've got an overview video on there. Kind of goes through the benefits and mechanics of investing this way. That's a good start. Okay. And then if there was a potential renter out there or future home buyer that's struggling, how would they find contact you too? Yeah, they could go to realhomesolutions.org, O-R-G. We have a, a video on the homepage that kind of explains the program. Agents and lenders and credit repair people can go on there and go to our partner page as well. Got a video that kind of describes how we can work together. So. So a lot of talk about business, a lot of talk about the how and, and all encompassing it is. For those three or four minutes where the free time you guys have every day, what do you like to do for fun? Exactly. <laughs> what we do is fun. So there's that. But yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I like doing water sports. I love the summers. I like traveling. The beautiful thing about what we do is, is we can travel. I mean, James just got back from two-week vacation. Business didn't fall apart, so. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. James, what about you? You're traveling? Any other hobbies? Anything like that? Oh, yeah. I got plenty to keep me busy. Anything that gets me away from the phone and the computer. So I grew up in Alaska, so I'm very outdoorsy. So I'm into kiteboarding and dirt biking and snowboarding, snow biking, <laughs> all that. I do I like to read and play guitar and things like that. Well, it's been fun talking to you guys tonight. We appreciate you coming on the show. It's a really fascinating business that you've put together. I always thought of myself as kind of thinking outside the box, and that's kind of right up my alley, putting people together like that. So, yeah, I loved hearing about it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'd like to get to know you guys more. Definitely. All right. Good. Yep. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thank you. Wow, that was a great interview with Toby and James. It really was. You know, like I said in the in the intro, I was really impressed with the way these guys think and the way they do things. They're pretty straightforward guys. There's not a whole lot of fluff. They just think outside the box, do the things the way they want to do them. And, you know, they, they've been successful. I think that's great. Yeah, I liked it that they, first of all, two entrepreneurs and they found each other and the you know, you called it yin and the yang, right? I think they complement each other really well. The marketing and then the execution or the front man or however you want to call it. Yeah, I thought they were a great pair. Real home solutions. You know, that's for the future home buyer, right? And then the hybrid real estate and investing.com. And that's for the investors. So, and then they work right. both sides. It was after we stopped recording, but we talked about home boss. And that's part of the EXP uh, Realty, right. where they have an online auction to help people sell their house in a more competitive way, I guess, to get a higher price. It's like yep. an eBay, right? Get people bidding against each other. Right. That is one of those things that was totally unique. Uh, and I never had really considered that in, a, in what's already an environment that fosters bidding on homes. I think it was Toby who was saying that it's not blind like the traditional bidding process is people know where the bids are and they're less hesitant bid if they say they want to pay they're not going to lose the house over five hundred dollars so they'll bid 500 above the next guy well that the other guy has that same attitude so they're kind of bidding one another and bidding it up they're not just saying i'll pay 500 over asking and hope that that works right if they want the house they can bid that price up which is good for that for the seller a diff very different way of approaching what is essentially the same thing but you have that that different look at it, right? It's more, more transparent. Yeah, I'll have to put that in the show notes. So if anybody's uh, curious about that, uh, and it's uh, coloradoonlineoffers.com. Right. So, right. So yeah. So I thought that was. Wish we could have recorded that portion. Right. Right. Well, it's one of those things that sometimes, in a little bit of chit chat afterwards, comes up, and and uh, fortunately we were able to get as much as we did. Yeah, and they also uh, are doing a home selling workshop, uh, I think once a month. So like homesellermasterclass.com. They have a lot of irons in the fire. They do. When we talked with them a little bit about their secrets for success, the partnership obviously was a big part of that and being accountable rather to one another. But there's also just the idea that they're kind of working together, they're brainstorming, they're, they're putting their minds uh, that same end, that same goal and what's, I think what's great about that is it's like, like we say with a house, you, know, you buy all the parts for the house, but once you put it all together, once you build the house, it's more 
valuable as a home than the, the parts themselves. In other words, the short version of that is that the, the house is greater than the sum of its parts, right? Mm-hmm. And I think right. that that kind of exponential type of growth or that exponential type of value is added when two minds are together working at the same idea. You just different experiences, different education, different ways of thinking coming together to make things work the way they're supposed to work. I thought Toby summed it up really well with most people are willing to work harder for somebody else to not let them down than they would not let themselves down. Right. Yeah. So that's where the partnership comes in, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Both of them are ambitious and and, uh, really dedicated to what they're trying to accomplish. I thought it was interesting too. I think I mentioned during the podcast there that uh, I've been downloading some apps and watching a lot of videos on YouTube about time management which I think is maybe ironic watching my phone is maybe not the best use of my time, but <laughs> it's for a good end. It's for a good use of my time I'm trying to make things better. So he gave me a couple of ideas with Trello and Evernote. So I'm going to check those out. Uh, anybody who's looking for some good ideas out there, maybe check those out as well. If you have some struggles with time management, I feel like my days are long, but not so productive, even though I'm working all day. So hopefully that helps. I hear you. And I think maybe that would help with, you know, for me, I struggle with being focused sometimes. And if I just start on something, it'll get my juices going, I'll dive in and do it. And then, okay, I'm going and focused. And maybe I could benefit from from some time management. Yeah, I think it's uh, all of that kind of thing. I, I recently bought an Apple Watch. And I have an iPhone. And then I bought an iPad. Now I'm surrounded by all this technology. Uh, and, you know, I use it for the most part to play games on it. So I thought, you know what, instead of wasting my time on this stuff, I'm going to find out ways to, to really make my time work for me. So I've been doing a lot of research on apps that are, are good for each of those different platforms that will help me, like you say, be more focused and, and do better work and keep better track of the things that I'm doing. So I'm, I find, I think I'm fairly productive, but what ends up happening is I find a lot of information. I don't have it properly organized. So that's another part of that, that, that I'm looking into. So those things could be helpful. Yep. All the, all the little pieces here that make, you know, you or, or, you know, these guys successful, right? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So do you have a quote of the day for us? We've been kind of slacking on the quote of the day. <laughs> yeah, well, this is great for for these two fellas because um, I really enjoy hearing things from a different point of view. Right, people who just think a little differently, they articulate things a little bit differently. Uh, two guys that are in history and in the history of entertainment and and professional sports who are like that. One of them is uh, Yogi Berra, and the other one is Groucho Marx. Those two guys say things that are entertaining and interesting. There's wisdom in the things they say if, and some ridiculousness. And it's just a, a different way of seeing the world. And Groucho Marx has a quote that I like. He says, while money can't buy happiness, it certainly lets you choose your own form of misery. So I think that uh, when we think about life and what's involved in life, you know, you can chase after money or you can chase after career. You can do a lot of different things, but, you know, money gives you that ability to make some choices. So good. Well, thanks, Rick been nice talking with you again tonight and interviewing a couple of really interesting fellas yeah i hope uh, paths cross again <laughs> in the future you know because they're yeah they're out at the real estate meetups and they're, they're really a great bunch of people out at these things right 
Yeah, I've, I haven't had the ability to get out to one of those yet, but you keep um, reeling in some interesting folks for our podcast. So I'm anxious for now that uh, my son is driving, maybe I don't have to be the Uber all the time and I can break away from these meetings. All right. Well, you want to take us out of here? Yeah, sure thing. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. We appreciate your uh, willingness to stick with us. We're really getting some interesting people on and, and learning a whole lot, the two of us, and we hope that's spilling over to you as well. You're learning some things and getting some some good uh, thoughts and some good nuggets from these folks. It's always better to surround yourself with smart, capable people, whether it's in person or via podcast. So we hope we're contributing to that. Thank you for your support and listening to us. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Secret Sauce for Success show, where we find the secret ingredients for success. We all want to be successful in life, so let's break down the steps it takes to get there and learn from other people's journeys. We hope that through the stories you hear on our show, you will find success in your life.